Welcome to the Thrive Today podcast. I'm Natalie Bourne. I'm the media host for Thrive Today and the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership. Our primary goal at Thrive is to help you identify the authority of God's word and connect it to your success at work. Well, today we are talking to one of my favorite people that has ever written in a Thrive Today magazine, and that's Crystal Parker. She's so awesome. You're going to be in for a special treat today. She is a former executive of a Fortune 200 company. She is also, she's had 25 years of experience in organizational management. She's discertified. She's a trainer, a speaker, a coach. She's just all around awesome. And she has a consulting firm called Intent and Impact, which helps companies increase profit, reduce turnover, and then of course, enhance employee engagement. Welcome to the podcast, Crystal. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to have you. And it's so interesting. We were talking before the podcast started and we have tried to get together a couple times to do this. And we've always had tech issues. And so, you know, we kind of usually have an outline. And today we were talking and we we're like, what if we disrupted our outline? And what if we just you know, threw our outline out the window and said, you know, what is God saying to our ladies today? And so I want to, I just want to pick up there with some things that you're sensing and feeling in this season. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I think that's the most authentic way to reach people. What I'm hearing a lot in the Christian Chamber community. So part of, through my company, I work with the Christian Chamber in Central Florida and the U.S. And several of our members are really being challenged right now. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of challenges that people are facing that, you know, they just couldn't have ever expected. I mean, we made it through COVID and we're in Florida here. And so then we had this hurricane and now we're seeing just inflation and looming recession. And so people are feeling a squeeze. The housing market's in flux. And so there's a lot of uncertainty, but there's also a lot of challenges in business and finances, which that stress sometimes can pour into the home as well. And yeah. so a lot of people are really struggling with, you know, how do I deal with this uncertainty? But then also, how much of it do I lean into and have to work and figure it out in my power and strength? And then know that, like, when do I release it to God? Am I getting in God's way? How do I differentiate between what I'm supposed to be doing, my passion and my service, and then knowing that God's going to ultimately bring that victory and finding that balance? And so that's really been something we've been talking a lot about at the Christian Chamber. And I'm curious from your perspective, what do you see and how do you, you know, share with people how to balance you know, it's so it's so interesting to hear you talk about where people are at right now. And I'm sensing those same things that, you know, I live here in Atlanta. I'm sensing those same things and conversations I'm having in Atlanta. And, you know, I always feel pretty strongly that, you know, it's really difficult to move a parked car, right? So oftentimes if we're moving and we're asking God for direction, he'll begin to direct our path. You know, I think what happens sometimes is people, you know, just stand still and they're waiting for God to kind of do it for them. And I know that for sure, even in my life, it's been a partnership, whether all I'm doing is praying or whether I'm actually making movement, putting one step in front of the other. It's funny because one of my favorite scriptures in the Old Testament is where Moses in, you know, is running with, with all the Israelites away from the Egyptians. And he's like, all you have to do is stand still. And we stop right there. And in the next part of it, God says, what are you doing? Like, move, right? Like, go. Right. And as you go, the water will part. And I think that's so God. Wow. I even had a career transition in 2019. 
And I remember God speaking to me and saying, leap, I'll catch you. And I literally set up, I was in church. We were having kind of just a moment of like reflection. And I remember in my spirit saying, no, Lord. Like, yeah, that was my answer. Like, no, that sounds terrifying. And I think sometimes being terrified and not knowing what's on the other side of that leap is why people don't move at all. Isn't it funny though? I love that you said that because what I've learned is that when you're sensing that and you're hearing from the Lord and you're in a lot of times so outrageous, you're going, I don't think that's of you, God. I surely didn't hear it. I mean, you know, you as believers, we've got to be willing to look absurd to the rest of the world. And people probably thought that you were crazy to leave a good job and benefit. And what I have found is that when God is leading you along that path, if you're not obedient to it, then you can do it on your own accord or he will blow up the bridge that you're sitting on. Yeah. Have a choice at that point. And it's just, it's so scary. And and oftentimes we tell people, if it makes you scared of what you feel like you're supposed to be doing, then that's when you know it's of God. Because just like Gideon, I love to get the story about Gideon in the Bible. You know, he had 20 or 30,000 soldiers I know there's a big difference. I think it was 30 and then he reduced it to 10 and then down to like 300 soldiers yeah. to, and God said in there, he said, I want, I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to deliver them to you and you're going to be victorious, but I want to have the credit for it. Yeah. And I think if, if we can do whatever it is in our own strengths, then we get the credit and God get, doesn't get the glory. And ultimately, we're here to advance the kingdom of God on earth. And we're his people to do that. He should get the glory. And so we have to do our part. Like he said, you, you've got to turn the car on. And I see people paralysis by analysis. They want it to be hurt before they release it. I actually was guilty of that. I've been a professor now six or almost seven years. And I was terrified. You're going to laugh about this, but it's true. I was terrified to write anything on LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn to me is like that platform where it's all the business people and, and it's right. the most terrifying platform for me. I'll put stuff on Instagram all day, but when it comes to LinkedIn, I'm like, oh my God, is it buttoned up? Did I check my grammar? What did I say? You know, it's me too. Okay, so we're not alone in this. I like I legitimately had stuff I wanted to say, like stuff, right? And I'm doing these articles and writing because it's a I'm an online professor. And so I'm writing stuff in these classrooms and I'm terrified about LinkedIn. And I realized after years of just being terrified of it, that God can't use me being terrified. He can't bless it if I won't release it. And I know there's so many great ideas for business that are buried in the ground. I know there's so many people with just incredible ideas and ways to serve other people that'll never get off the ground because they're so afraid and God can't use it if you don't release it. So I love that you said, they were to step and start walking into that water before, before it parted. Now, wouldn't it be great if God just showed you the whole way and had all this lined up for you when you were told to leave and leap? Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny, though, what you're saying, because, you know, I feel like that is so our brain. And I think God knows that about us. Like he created us. He knows our frame. He knows yeah. how we tend to overthink things. He knows how we yeah. tend to overdo it. And sometimes, right, if we try to if we, he gives us too much information, sometimes some of us will actually go create an Ishmael trying to force it to happen before God's timing. And so that I think is why so often he just shows us maybe a little step that's right in front of us. And we just have to obey that step. Because if we were to see the big picture, right, there's two of us 
one of us would go try to make it happen on their own. The other one would be so afraid they would never do anything. And so I think God is so faithful to say, hey, here's a little glimpse, but I'm not going to show you the whole thing because you can't handle the whole thing. That's so good. And and I love the story of Abraham in the Bible and, and just how when he, tra- you know, God gave him the vision, right? He told him what was going to happen. And it's kind of how it worked with me with the chamber. He showed me thousands of people in the chamber and we were on a rapid decline, like towards extinction. I mean, that's, that's, and, but he shook me. He not, I don't, I don't remember my story. He was kind of laughing at him and said, and I thought that if God was going to bless the Christian chamber, then it was going to have to come through money is how I thought. So I thought we're going to get these big donors and givers and we're going to get money because I came from corporate, you know, the Fortune 200 company. And and that's a lot of money, a lot of cash to do a lot of things. And what God showed me was it wasn't how I thought in my human mind it was going to come. So I had to release control to him. So he gives the vision, you hold that tight, but you hold the how very loose with open hands. And it came through people is how that happened. But what I love about the story in the Bible is that when they try to get ahead of God and make it happen, then it did obviously turn into a train wreck. But God's grace. So I think that's the word of encouragement for people that maybe try to get ahead of God or haven't maybe released the idea. God's grace is so, so, so abundant. And so you're covered by grace. It's grace that saved us. It's grace that gives you a chance to sit at the throne of the Father. It's grace that that is love for you. And he loves you so much that it just you you can't mess up what God's planned for your life. You can't mess it up. And it doesn't matter if you've been in prison. It doesn't matter if you've re- on recovery. It doesn't matter if you're on your third marriage, which I am. I just got married. Oh, uh, a month ago or two. I don't, Tell him I don't really September 3rd, so I don't almost two months ago. And because God's grace is so good and his plan is already paved for your life. So open your hands and walk boldly in the confidence that you serve the creator of the universe. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's so good. You know, we were talking about the scripture, Isaiah 30, 21. And I, I just love the scripture because it's so comforting to me when when you're at a crossroads or your season is changing or you're just trying to decide right between two or three things and you can almost feel paralyzed. You can almost feel like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know which way to turn. And it almost feels like, a, almost like a spirit of confusion can come over you. I oh. love this promise, right? It says, whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind mm-hmm. you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And there are times that I cling to that of like, I don't know anything but the next step. I don't have any more information. I was just talking to somebody last night, a friend of mine came over to hang out and she was talking about how God has been telling her to start this business for a while now. And she's like, I haven't done anything. And she was saying exactly what you were saying earlier, Crystal, where she was getting caught up in perfectionism. And I told her, I said, go back and watch season one of my podcast. I said, I look like I was kidnapped by Al-Qaeda in like I'm in my basement in a corner. I said, but I started, you yeah. know what I mean? So sometimes Trouble. like we just have to start, even though we don't have all the resources, we don't have it all figured out. We just have to get moving. Wow, 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 wow. So then this is not a coincidence. This is a God incident. So the conversation I was just having, I came in here running. I was all disheveled. My hair was anyway. So, but it's okay because because this conversation I was just having with two ladies from the Christian chamber and they were like, you know, 
how do I know I'm in the will of God? And I said, he'll, I wish I had your verse. As I said, you'll hear it in your spirit. And it, it, it might just be something so simple of call this person and God will lay that person on your heart or your mind. But that person may have something for you in the season, or you may have something for them. Or it may be that I need to stop in here and make it, I mean, whatever it is, God's telling you, everybody, listen, 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 pause for a second. Just take a second and just turn to here. It's in there. He's giving you everything you need for this next season. And if you're literally honestly saying, there's nothing, I hear nothing in my spirit. Guess what? That's an answer. Yeah. That means wait. That means wait. Don't leap yet. Natalie, you're perfect. You said, I heard it. It was as clear yeah. as day. I know it. I knew it. And then we have a choice. Right. The choice is obedient at that point. Yeah. And, and so where I'm so excited for your friend that she's plot wise counsel. That's another piece of this puzzle, mm-hmm. if you will, of as being in community and seeking wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Because really, truly, if it is of the spirit, there will be affirmations along the way that come as to affirm what God's providing for you and telling you in your spirit that you should do next. Let's park there for a second, because that's, to me, so critical. I feel like as women, sometimes, especially women in business, this is a lot of the times the part we miss, either because we're moving too fast or maybe we're just feeling a little too self-reliant and a little too independent. And so we just feel like we should just launch out and do things. I've got so many scars from times that I've partnered with someone in business that God never told me to partner with. And I didn't ask from times that I did things that I shouldn't have done because I didn't slow down. And so somebody was pressuring me of like, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? And I wasn't hearing. And so I moved forward and it was a mistake. And so I love that. Even I went through divorce several years ago. And when I was getting remarried to my husband, who I knew from childhood, and then we didn't talk for 10 years, I said, I want three people to confirm this that know me well, that can get in our life and know him well, because I've, I'm like, I have a child, I'm a single mom. I don't want to, you know, invite something into my life that I just can't handle right now. So until these people confirm it and sign off, like I'm going to wait. And so I just feel sometimes like we just move so quickly in our society that we feel we have to move at the pace of everybody else. But God can, and I think everyone knows this, but we kind of need to say it out loud. God can get you into rooms that you could never get yourself into. And so we don't have to feel this need to strive and just burn the candle at both ends to get in rooms that he already wants us in. He's just waiting on our obedience. And like you said, Crystal, he wants the glory for getting you in that room, not yeah. for you to take the glory and striving and getting into that room. Boy, so good. That's like, a, that's a book right there. That'll preach. <laughs> but it's so good. And, and like a perfect, well, the thing that kept coming to my head was, you know, the branch and the vine. So we're the branch and he, we're to remain in him. And if we remain in him, there will be pruning seasons. But he will protect us and we won't become firewood, if you will. It's a great, great verse and a great reminder just to remain in him and he'll provide everything that we need. And that includes joy. And I think as women, too, we tend to put our happiness and joy in the things of the world. Right. Like, oh, I've, I got this many likes and I got this. And so therefore, my spirit is up and my bank account's up, my happy meter's up, you know. And when you really find that, through identity in Christ, then you realize that the things of this world are not the things that will give you joy. They might make you happy, 
But the true joy comes when you understand the source and the living water, right? The woman at the well. I mean, just love, it's just so much richness in the Bible. But to your point on getting in the rooms, a perfect little funny example of that is we had a, a lunch, a prayer breakfast. And so this was kind of early on in the chamber. And what I really wanted to do, because it's in, in central Florida, I really wanted to be able to afford a table and be a big sponsor and all that. But like I said, the, the chamber was on a, towards the extinction and we were really trying to rebuild the budget, but we needed to be there, right? To show presence, Christian chamber at this big fancy prayer breakfast where there was uh, Kurt Cousins was the speaker. And so we just, so I said, we can't afford to get a table and sponsorship, but we can buy two tickets. Okay. Yeah. So me and, and this other guy that was going to go and talk, you know, just introduce people to the Christian chamber. So we bought these two independent tickets and you think, okay, well, you bought two tickets. You're probably back in the back corner somewhere, you know, and that's okay. I just want to be in the room. Right. <laughs> and, and so I just want to say this to encourage your audience because when you're carrying something that God's given you, then he will provide and pave a way for you. So we knew we had to be in the room. So we get there. There's this big line of people, all suits and everything, you know, some big fancy prayer breakfast and stuff, you know, these little things. And these, I don't even like going the whole way there. I'm arguing with God. I do not want to go, God. This is, you know, I'd rather be in my office doing my work. You know, I'm busy. This is not what I'm doing. You know, we've all done it. Yeah. But when anyway. So we get there, we're in line. We finally get up to the table to find where our table assignment is. And she said seven. So I wrote the number seven on my tag so I didn't forget. So we started in the back with the tables and the tables were 80, 70, oh, wow. 60, yeah. right? Seven. So I get the seven is the middle of the stage, very front table. And we're standing there because we can't even believe that this is where we're supposed to sit. So I say hi to the people. They don't know me. I don't know them. So my friend Daniel and I are there and we said, is this table seven? And they're like, yeah, this is table seven. I said, are these seats open? And they're like, we don't know. We think so. And so we kind of are, tried to argue our way out of like, this can't be seven. There's got to be a mistake. So we sit down like to see if anybody sees us. And I whispered to Daniel, I said, go check again at the front. He's like, oh, there's a mistake. So here he goes back all the way to the back, goes and checks, comes back. And he says, they said, this is the table we're supposed to be at. Wow. So we sat there, friends dinner, and then a community leader, an executive from the organization that was putting this on said, oh, he finally comes in. He says, I asked for you to be at my table. I saw you on the list and asked for you to be here. And I said, no, it wasn't about Crystal Parker supposed to sit at that table. It was because of the mission and what I'm carrying for Christ, that God paved the way for us, not for me, Crystal the human, but for what God's doing through me as the human. And so when you can really get that place of surrender and rest, you don't have to fight your way into the front of the room. God will open that door for you, but you have to be willing to get in that car, like you said, and drive to that meeting and show up because God wants to bless his people, especially those that are impacting the kingdom. Wow, that's so good. And I just feel like, you know, that starts to tap into these promises. And so as a business person, there are two scriptures. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on this podcast, but there are two scriptures that I love to pray over myself and other business people. And that's Daniel 1. And it's Cyrus, you know, when we learn about Cyrus in Isaiah 45. And it's interesting because Daniel was put in place to usher in 
some of the things that Cyrus was going to do. And so when you read these two scriptures, Daniel 1, Isaiah 45, you see things like Daniel had 10 times more wisdom, right? Daniel was given favor. And so these are things like we, I don't know if we realize this, these are things we can pray over our own life, that we would have favor. And those types of situations where you literally were plucked out and put front and center, like, and, and someone requested you there. That's a favor. Like, that is having 10 times more favor, honestly, than anyone else in the room. And so there's these moments, I, I feel like, that we see in the, the Word of God that we can apply to our life and apply yes. to our business and start to speak them over ourselves and pray them over ourselves. And then God begins to open those doors and unlock those things and, and move in those areas because we're trusting in Him. Wow. Oh, it's so good. Another great story from the Bible and is David, right? David's yeah. story. I mean, do you have any sons? Yes, you're all the sons. Well, do you have one more? You know, I mean, he wasn't even considered for that. And he wasn't, he didn't have to fight his way in. You know, what the world is struggling to try to do, God will do and pave a way for you. You can rest in knowing him. And I, and so, yes, we have to work. And ladies, let's face it. I'm one of the classes I'm teaching at the university right now is women in management. And there are implicit bias that women in business have to overcome. We have to be smart. We have to be wise. And we have to be willing to outwork people around us. We have to be educated. We have to carry ourselves in a way that is different than, when I say that, carry yourself in a way, you have to be the best you that God made you to be. Be articulate, be kind, be generous, be exactly who God made you to be. But you've got to carry yourself in a way that demands respect in the industry that you're in. And so we do have a responsibility as women. I think we're the tip of the spear. I think that we're the leaders and God will use the women. I really believe that. Like I fully believe that women are being used right now to advance the kingdom and I'm seeing it in so many different ways. But, but the point is that we don't have to do it all. And when you try to do it all, you're gonna get yourself in trouble. You're gonna overwork yourself. I remember one time when I was in corporate, Natalie, I wished because I was a single mom. I was working 60, 70 hours a week. I was on an airplane 52 weeks of the year. Wow. And I remember wishing that I could get so sick that someone would put me in the hospital so I could rest. Oh, was so not crazy. Yeah. Because I was in my strength. Mm -hmm. I went through a health crisis around 2018, 19. And I actually looked forward to surgery because I they would just put me to sleep wow. at night. No, so, it's real. that's like not right. <laughs> I mean, it's real. And I think women, women especially, I mean, the duties of the house fall on us. And God made us so special and unique. And I love being a woman. If I had to choose to come like, <laughs> first of all, we get to do our hair, ladies, and makeup, thank you, Lord. But we are definitely necessary, needed, important, and uniquely and wonderfully made. We carry life. We get to carry life and bring life into this world and be mothers and nurturers. And that nurturing spirit that we have is us pouring into people. Mm -hmm. So the important thing in this and that I've learned is that if there are cracks in what we're pouring our vessel, then we should never be filled and we yeah. can't experience overflow. And so we've got to heal. And that healing is so, so important for women. So if there's brokenness, it's taking inventory of that 
We've got to control the thoughts that happen in here that it replace that thinking, thinking. Yeah. So when you start to say, I'm not enough, I'm this, look at her. Oh, she's been to Harvard. Oh, she's this, she's that. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. You are enough. Yeah. And when we start to say that and replace it with God's word, so that stinking thinking replaced with scripture, I'm a child of the king. God has a purpose for my life and start to take inventory of those hurt, broken places, train our mind and start to experience the filling of the living water of Jesus Christ, just like the woman at the well, then we can experience overflow instead of depleted spirits, tired, emotionally empty. And that's where I was. You've experienced it too. Absolutely. I mean, and just, I hope the women will just slow this part down and really hear this. I mean, it is so important what you're saying. And I also want to say thank you for teaching a, a course on women in business, because that is such a, you know, probably Crystal, when as you were growing up through the ranks, and I know for me, this wasn't really a topic that was out there. There were no materials to, to pull mm-hmm. on for this. And so mostly what I felt I had to do was emulate the way I saw men behave. Yes. I didn't understand that I was uniquely wired and designed to bring the way that I behave the way that I'm designed to the table. Like I didn't get that until much later. So I was muting myself and muting my opinions and muting. And instead of saying that, hey, that's great that you guys think that way. Let me add a different thought to the group. Let me add a different spin on what we're talking about. Let let us look at it from a different lens, understanding that my differences were actually an asset, not a liability. I think that's the things that you're leaning into are so important, but I still had to study. I still had to do the work. I still had to put in the effort and I still had to show up prepared. And so the idea that it's a yes and it's, it's you know, let's do our part and then allow God to do the rest to get you into the rooms you're supposed to be in. But when you get in that room, honey, you better be ready to speak and say what he's called you to say. And so that mm-hmm. is such an important part of the journey. Like when you do get to the room, don't get there unprepared. Oh, whoa, I rewind that. Later gear. That's good. That's good. And here's the thing too. So through my journey in corporate, I'm a college dropout. I started stocking shelves in the truck parts store as a very broken person in a little town of 300 people in a subsidiary of an oil and gas company. That's where I got started. And then in 12 years became the youngest executive. And I was running the gas company, natural gas company in 47 cities on the West side of Texas and all of customer service for Texas. So that's a little bit of my journey. And that is what you just said. Oh, that's some good business knowledge of what you're talking about. And the thing is, is what I think made me different. God allowed me to see business different. He gives us all different gifts. And mine was in business. And so I would be sitting in these boardrooms with the men. And, and to your point about emulating, I even would wear like, super, because I worked with all guys out in the field, I would wear super tight, like wrapping myself. I didn't want to show anything about, you know, I wanted to be seen here, not physically. Yeah. And so I really tried to play that down. And it wasn't until later that I would allow men to even open a door for me and wear suits and skirts and stuff. But the point is, is as we would be sitting in meetings or places, God would, I would hear, I didn't know it was from the Lord. At the time I thought I was all me and I was so big and important, right? But God would give me concepts and ideas and things to say. And I was very strategic in how I would say it. I never would go to a meeting and just sit quietly. I never had to be called on to ask for my opinion. Although 
I didn't try to overtake the media. It was, and there was a lot of emotional intelligence involved in it. But to your point, speak up, ladies, speak up. It's, you know, inside of you, you've been blessed to know the answers and, and know things that other people don't. And so again, it goes back to your friend and to what we talked about. You've got to release it. You can't just hold it in and then walk away. Oh, I wish I would have said that. Mm -hmm. More advancement for you to hold on to those things. And so really to assert yourself, be prepared, like you said, and be in the room and be heard while you're there. That's so good. So there's this meeting room that sometimes I go into and there's couches and there's a table. And oftentimes all the women would sit at a table and they would type on their computer and most of the men or the decision makers would sit in the soft seating and I've started going around to them and whispering in their ear, sit at the table, like not the table, right. the table, <laughs> like sit with <laughs> the people who are making the decisions, like be a part of the conversation. Don't sit in the corner, typing on your laptop, taking notes, like look up, run the meeting, right? Especially if you're the leader of the meet, like run your meeting. And so I think there's just so many concepts for women that I, you know, I think we've got to get into ourselves of not feeling like we have to show up apologizing for our existence, but that yeah. we show up confident and ready to be a part of the room because that's mm -hmm. who you're called to be. And yes. you don't have to sit in the sidelines. You don't have to sit off to the side and just, you know, hope that you disappear. Right. But get to the table, sit at the table. And that's how you make a difference. You don't make a difference in a corner. Wow, it's good. Well, one of the things in the class that we talk about, we talk about a lot of really great things for women, but one of them we talk about is taking an inventory, ladies. Okay, get ready to do this. I'm not kidding. Take an inventory of how many times you apologize for things that are not even your fault. Come on. For example, someone comes into the office and they say, oh, it's cold in here. While well, you don't control the air condition, you don't control the outside. You say, oh, I'm sorry. We apologize for way too much. And that's really just a language thing that is built into, I don't know, our gender. And so I challenge you guys, literally take, and then there's one thing to be humble and be authentic and be kind and sincere, but we don't have to apologize because it's cold outside. <laughs> we don't apologize. Listen to yourself. I play tennis. And if you hit a ball, it's kind of off, you know, and you're warming up and stuff. It's like all you hear on the tennis court from the ladies is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's a bad shot. It's okay. Quit apologizing for stuff that's not your fault. Oh, so good. So good. Crystal, I could literally talk to you all day long, like all day. You're, you're just so awesome. Where can women find you? Where can they follow you? Oh, cool. Well, you can check me out on LinkedIn, Crystal Park, Crystal with a K, Parker, at, and it's MBA, call me MBA. But I also would encourage ladies to grab my book, The Best Robot Wins. It ain't personal. It's just business. And you can actually search for me by that, The Best Robot Wins. Or yes, thank you. Thank yes, you. That's an thank awesome you. article. So also, yes, and you are in our Thrive Today journal yeah. with Becky on the front. And this is such an awesome article. Like when I read this article, I started geeking out because <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, another woman who talks tech. Like, I'm so excited. So this is such a great article. I want to encourage you not only to read it, but check out the book. So back over to you. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, first of all, the graphics in there were beautiful. So high five to your team or whoever did that because that was really neat. 
but yeah, you can just search for me why the best robot wins. My website is intentandimpact.com. You can pretty much just search Crystal Parker and you'll be able to track me down. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I've had such a blast talking to you and this has been so inspiring for me. So I cannot wait for the women to hear this episode. Me too. This is such a blessing and I love this platform and thank you for doing your part plus to impact our ladies. Awesome, Crystal. Well, have a great day. On to our ladies. Thank you for joining the Thrive Today podcast. This has been such a blast today. And I want to ask you a question. Have you gotten into community yet? If you haven't, head over to thrivetoday.com and check out our subscription where you can be a part of community and more conversations like the one we had today. Ladies, we want you to remember to thrive. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.